Hey folks, and welcome back to Holy Spirit Soapbox. This is your host, Dan, and I want to thank everybody for continuing to listen and for continuing to support us. Thank you so much. We love all of you, and we appreciate all the prayers for this podcast, and we hope that it's blessing you. So if it is, please feel free to reach out and let us know. We have an email address, HolySpiritSoapbox at gmail.com, or you could just go on our website, www.HolySpiritSoapbox.com, and you can write us there. We are on social media. We're everywhere. So feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you, and we want to thank you so much once again. Please continue to spread the gospel. Please continue to spread Holy Spirit Soapbox to your neighbors, to your friends, to people at the coffee shop, to whomever at your church. We love to get to know new people. We want to reach as many people as possible so we can spread the gospel with you. So, I want to first say that when we started this podcast over a year ago now, we had a lot of doubt. We didn't think people would listen. We thought maybe we're not hearing correctly, but, but doubt... And lack of trust in God is a big portion of sin. That's pretty much the original sin, is lack of trust in God. I was driving down the road the other day. And let me know if you've ever done this before, where you're not doing anything wrong. You're not speeding. It's like speed limit's 45 miles an hour or kilometers per hour, and you're going 44, right? You're not swerving, you're not doing anything wrong, you're not texting, you're not on the phone. You're following all the traffic rules, but then you see a cop on the road up ahead, and you still slow down. I literally did this like the other day. And then when you, the worst part is when you get to it, it's just one of those fake cardboard police cutouts or like fake something, like a fake police set up to just slow you down. And to to make you doubt that you were not doing anything wrong. I was doing that. I I literally was not doing anything wrong. And I still slowed down, which I was like, what are you doing, Dan? Like, (laughs) now, if there's somebody behind me, they're probably going to be like, what are you doing, person in front of me? You know, I didn't want to cause an accident. And for it's just an instinct. I doubted myself for a second. Well, as you all know, this is what the devil does as well. He does this to us. He's a master of distractions. He's a master of putting these seeds of doubt in our minds. That's one of his many tools which works very well to turn ourselves away from God. He puts maybe obstacles in a road or these paper police on the side of the road. Maybe they're not even obstacles. Maybe they're not even bad things. They're just really cool things like maybe, hey, turn off here for this scenic view. That's not really a scenic view. He likes to put these things on the side of the narrow road you're driving on to make you doubt things. To make you doubt that you're working and living for God and that you're made righteous and holy through Jesus Christ. He wants you to forget that. We're heading down the straight path through the narrow gate by following Jesus, right? We know this. We're, we're, We're going down the right path, listening to God letting the Holy Spirit guide us and and actually drive the car because we're not the ones actually doing the work, right? The Holy Spirit does the work in us. God does the work in us. So he's driving the car, but we're just kind of vessels for this. And we continue to have faith that God is driving the car. But then the devil throws up that paper police distraction and does nothing but turn your eyes away from God. Turn your eyes away from the road. Turn your eyes away from trusting God is driving that car. Distractions are so vicious, especially in America, especially distractions that sow and possibly reap Seeds of doubt are very, very vicious. They're deadly, literally deadly. 
Most of us have everything at an instant, too, here in America. Okay, this is where I live right now. And maybe it's like this in your country, too. Right? I've been to many countries across the world and Europe and, and, and Africa and all these different places where I've seen people have a lot of things. They still do have a lot of things. And some people don't have a lot of things. But in America, everything is at our fingertips almost. Like food, water, TV shows, podcasts, <laughs> cell phones with the limited data and information. I mean, apps, stores to, to buy things. Skiing, I mean, the list goes on. I can literally name anything and everything, and most of the time, if not all of the time, we've got it available to us. And even if you don't have money, right, there are so many things that you could do, like go to parks or hike or swim in rivers or lake or work more, right? We have a lot of distractions. And then on top of that, we have like politics or current events, sports, so many things that cause us to look away from God and then divide each other. The point here is distractions and sometimes just material things, right, are a huge issue in America and, and everywhere else. I mean, and even if you don't fall for those types of distractions of the av availability of like material things or things to do, Satan will slip in a distraction of a loss of a job or something, right, or something drastically life-changing, and it's, again, to bring you further from trusting in God. The devil's goal is to not only just destroy you, right, instantly or, or over time, but to, to really give you doubts and the lack of trust in God, to take you away from God and then put trust back in yourself or things of this earth or in Satan. I mean, he just wants you to wallow in his misery, okay? He's miserable and he wants you with him. Because he wants the power. He wants God's power. That's what Satan wants. And he wants you to bow down to him. Because you remember when Jesus was tempted in the desert three times by Satan. This is in Luke chapter 4 verses 1 through 13. So the beginning of Luke chapter 4. Satan flipped the scriptures to seem like harmless. right? And then he tried to get Jesus to follow what he was saying. Okay, so the devil is, he, he wants that power of God and he wants us to feel like we are God when we're not. You know, he was asking, well, Jesus is God, but he was like, hey, Jesus, you know, you're hungry. You've been here for 40 days. Like, you must be very hungry. You see that stone over there, turn it to bread. If you're hungry, just turn it to bread. You know you can do it. There's nothing wrong with bread. So just eat. And Jesus is like, no. I know what you're trying to do. We can't live on bread alone. And then, you know, hey, jump off this, this building so that you can be caught by the angels. Because it says that in scripture, doesn't it? And Jesus is like, I'm not going, that's not how this works. I'm not, get behind me, Satan. Right? He kept flipping these things. Well, hey, well, you know, you can probably do this. Why don't you do it? Just do it and see what happens if you're God, if you're the son of man. But he does that to us. And guess what? We're not God. We're not Jesus. So these temptations sometimes leak through. They really, oh, they get, they get to us. And then we want to do it. And at the end of Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 13, in verse 13, it says this. Now, when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him, from Jesus, until an opportune time. The devil will continue to throw us distractions and temptations. It didn't end there. He's a master at this stuff. 
He loves doing this stuff because he gets the power. When you start following other things other than God, when you start doubting God, when you start following like material things or other people or anything other than God, he gets the power. We're actually bowing down to Satan. And we would love to just blame Satan for everything. Well, that's not nice, you know. (laughs) Satan's throwing these temptations at me. Well, you know what? You also have to put the armor of God on. You have to defend your own heart through God's word and trust in Jesus. And trust in that the promises that God has given us are fulfilled. And we have to do that. Right? It's on us too. We can't just blame Satan for everything. We even have a whole episode named Everyone's Favorite Game Show, which is the blame game, which explains this, right? Because we like to blame others when we are at fault or when things happen to us or when things start crumbling down. But at the same time, we have to put that armor of God on. We have to have the faith in Christ and in the promises and in God and stop doubting God. Now, I'm a, I've done this. I've done this recently on the move from Colorado, now we live in Utah, I doubted it. I I was worried because I was like, did we do this on our own power? Or did God want us here? I had doubts, the seeds of doubt, because of all these things that kept hitting us, these weird little things during the move and before the move. I was like, are we making the right decision? I had seeds of doubt. I didn't trust that God was going to protect us. And if he didn't want us here in the first place, we wouldn't be here. Right, I, I fall for it too. We all fall for it because we're all human. We fall for these temptations because we start looking to ourselves and trusting in ourselves versus God. We start doubting God and we start not doubting ourselves. Or maybe we do doubt ourselves and we doubt God. Because these little speed bumps, these little paper police things on the side of the road, even though I'm going straight, you got to keep moving ahead, right? We keep loving God. We keep loving people. And even if it's a real distraction or a real quote unquote cop, or maybe even a speed bump in the road placed by Satan, you can't be pulled over. You can't be destroyed because you're doing nothing wrong. And God is driving the car. If you're following God, you're allowing God and the spirit to move He's driving the car. You are not doing anything wrong. So keep driving. Keep going down toward the narrow gate. That is Jesus. And just trust in him. Don't let Satan throw these distractions and police at you to sow seeds of doubt in your mind and in your heart. You're made blameless and righteous in Jesus Christ. If you give your life to Jesus Christ, you are made blameless and righteous. You can't be pulled over. So don't slow down and continue your faith in God. So here are your verses to meditate on. I'm going to go over them. I'm actually going to read them and then we're going to go over them. Okay, because these are pretty deep. And I know doubt is a huge thing. We do doubt God. We do. Sometimes we wonder, like, is all this real maybe? Or or am I going down the right path? Am I doing the right things? Well, the answer is yes. If you give your life to Jesus Christ and you continue to seek Jesus Christ, and you place your treasures in heaven, not on earth, and you dig into the word every single day or as often as you can, and you talk to God often, and all these things, that these actions that come with loving God, and then you, it radiates out where you love people, yes, you're heading down the right path, okay? So 
Here are the first, here are the first set of verses here. This is from Job chapter 1, verses 6 through 12. Okay, it goes like this. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. Meaning he was doing his dirty work there. Verse 8 says, Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, who, one who fears God and shuns evil. So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions and have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on this person. What is going on here? Well, this is very deep, and we can do a whole Bible study on Job. We should. We actually may do this in, in future episodes where we're going to actually take the Bible and we're going to go through each verse, and we're just going to do some Bible studies. But where this is all coming into play is that Satan is going up to Jesus. Okay? Satan's going up to God. Everybody, you, they all have to answer to God. Satan knows God very well. I mean, he was his star pupil at one point, right? And then he ended up becoming very selfish. Now they're going back and forth and Jesus or God says, have you considered my servant Job? I just want to let you know, in the midst of you going and destroying all these people, you haven't even, you can go up to Job and Job will not buckle under the pressure. He has so much trust in me. He was bragging about Job, essentially, God was. Okay, and, and then Satan says, yeah, yeah, right. Okay, watch. I will go and I'll do all these things. If you took all these things away from him, he will curse your name right to your face, he would. And then the Lord said, try me. Try him. I dare you. Go ahead. Behold, all that he has in your, is, is, is in your power. Don't, just don't lay a hand on him. Don't kill him. You cannot kill him. But go ahead. I know Job very well. So again, the point, the point of all this, right? We're not going to go into a whole Bible study on this, but Satan goes and does horrible things to Job after this, okay? If you read the book Job, he does some horrible, horrible, horrible things to him. God allows it to happen, okay? Because God knows Job's heart and God knows that Job has this faith in him. But Satan is persistent. Satan does not, he wants to be proven right, that's all he wanted in this. He just, he says, go ahead, watch, take away everything from him and he'll surely curse you to your face. He wanted to just be right. So he kept going after Job and his family and his livestock and everything around him. But Job, he did have a little bit of doubt. He started feeling horrible, okay? And he started questioning. But his faith was still there. And then everything turned out great in the end, right? Well, Better than it was, I should say. But Satan will do this. He'll continue to distract us. He'll continue to go after us. Okay, now let's look into the New Testament, okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 says this. No temptation has overtaken you, except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. Jesus went through every temptation that man had, has gone through. 
okay? He has. Sometimes worse, okay? There, there are a lot of temptations. Like, he was in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, and he was hungry. I have not done this. I know maybe a lot of you have not done this. Hopefully, you have not done this. <laughs> but he was there, and he was hungry, and he still did not change that rock, that stone to bread, Okay? God gives us a way out of these distractions and these, these hardships. God gives us a way to, to bl- put the blinders on, away from these distractions, these paper police and the speed bumps in the road. And that is Jesus Christ. When we, start, when we look to God, right, we put on that full armor of God. When we read his word and we trust in him and we have this faith in his promise and in God, that's a way out of all this temptation. And then the next verse. James chapter 4, verse 7, and I love James because he's so straight to the point. It says this, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Simple as that. I don't know about you, but I, you know, I get hit with temptation like every single couple minutes, right? <laughs> I mean, honestly. And, and when I think I'm about to sin, or when I am about to sin, I pray to God, and we've gone over this in previous episodes too, but I, I, I'll pray to God or I'll watch a godly video or I'll listen to godly music or I'll read his word, most importantly, and then I'll pray and I'll maybe fast or meditate or do something that just brings me back to God. And then that temptation always goes away, at least for the time being. And he'll keep poking at me. He'll keep poking at me, but I'll keep resisting. And then when he resists he ends up fleeing. That temptation actually just goes away. And then I don't have that temptation anymore. It's, it's kind of incredible. If you do this, awesome. If you don't, I highly suggest that you try it. Right? Literally resist it by digging into the word or digging into God or calling somebody that's godly and, and chatting with them about this. Hey, I, I feel like I, I'm about to sin or do this thing that I'm, I've done so long. C- can, you please, can we talk through it? I mean, I will do that. If you have a sin or something that you're struggling with, you can reach out to me or Stacy, and we'll definitely talk to you about it. But there is the, therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So that's James chapter 4, 7. And, and just to note really quickly too, when we, when we just heard Luke chapter 4, verse 13, the devil will keep coming back, right? He, he fled from Jesus when Jesus kept pushing away that temptation the three times. He's like, Get away, get behind me, Satan, get away. I don't want to deal with this. No, 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 no. The devil fled. He fled, but it said he would come back at an opportune time. Meaning when we're at our lowest, when, we, when we're feeling down, when, we're, when, when our trust is, is gone, when we have doubt already, that's when he'll come in roaring. And this leads into the next verse. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And at the beginning of Job, right, it says this, I was going back to and fro around the earth, okay, back and forth on it, meaning he was looking. He was like a roaring lion, seeking somebody to devour. That's what Satan does. But we have to keep resisting. So finally, we have three questions. Now, I know this episode is, is running longer than the ones that we typically do, um, but I want to ask these questions so that we could dig deeper into the seeds of doubt that may be sown in our hearts, okay? So here's question number one. Do you feel like Satan has thrown distractions at you more frequently after you gave your life to Christ? He loves to do this. He knows you're getting closer to Christ, so he'll do what he can to stop that. Okay, question two. 
What are some current distractions that are getting in your way of loving God and others? And then finally, question three, what are some ways you can resist these distractions? Thank you once again. I would love to pray over you. So if you could take a prayer posture, please do if it's safe to do so. And let's talk to God. Our Father, thank you for continuing to give us the eyes to see when we are tempted by the world and Satan so that we can adjust those eyes back on you. Lord, we're we're letting you move and guide us so that we can continue down the path of righteousness in Jesus Christ. We pray that you continue to give us your wisdom to live by with your word and ask that we don't become slaves or fall into these distractions on earth. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.